Dooley asking Seoul citizens to report for duty. Greetings, greetings, and welcome back to the Soul Citizens. I'm Griffin Gaming RPG, and we are back for the last weekend in the month of January. And I'm back with some cool dudes, some space bros this week. We're going to be talking about delivering the goods. But before we get into that, let me introduce who we have here. We, first of all, on the far left there, we've got Abdi Johan. What's up, brother? How are you? I'm doing all right, man. I'm happy to be here. Always, always happy to be on Soul Citizens, yeah, man. It's a good, man. it's a good place to be. Yeah, that's good. Listen, we got to start having the Abdi Johan show. You got to bring like the wife and the kids and put them in the background and stuff. So we can <laughs> yeah, family. yeah, listen, y'all, Abdi's a family man, and we we are encouraging him to be a family man. But we're gonna have to get his family on the show one day. It's good to see it you. It would be man. chaos. I got I got to get my daughter on the on the flight sticks though. She's she's uh she's got to get used to the. To the T sixteen thousand. Oh boy, you're gonna ruin her already. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> Eighteen months, man. You gotta get him started. Oh young. god. Okay. <laughs> and on your far right, we have Calrati. What's up, my man? Hey, Griff. Hey, beautiful people. It's good to be here. It's good to be here on this beautiful Sunday. Some for some people on a Monday, but yes, yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited to to hear and, and talk about what we have today. You know what? I've never asked you this. Why do you always have the burning wreck in the background? I'm no, I'm sure there's some significance. I mean, Is that like your kills or something that you do in the game just to kind of let people know that you're dangerous or what? Kind of, yeah. I mean, I have a few ones based on my mood, you know? So, I mean, I have this one and then, you know, I could always switch to the, uh, you know, to the, that's fine okay i was i always said that but maybe there's some significance to that because he always <laughs> has this fire going in the background but you're a fiery kind of guy so that's okay yeah i like to bring the fire there you go bringing the fire all right and last but not least we have a guest on the show it's our first time on 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 soul citizens with us uh a lot of you guys have seen him before streaming on twitch but we've got digital master 137 here with us how are you man I'm good. I'm good. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Love you, gentlemen, and I love the show. And uh, again, it's an honor. Absolutely. Yeah, we got a chance to meet you when we did the uh, Content Creator Summit, right? Yes, And uh, that's right. And you didn't know that we had been eyeballing your show already. And uh, I said, well, you know what? We got to go ahead and see if we can get this guy on the show. And, Bring uh, him on. Yeah, I appreciate that. We're happy to have you on, man. You got a great show, positive. You guys check him out. Tell, give us, tell them where they can find you at. Where can people find sure. you? Sure, primarily YouTube. I do have a Twitch channel, mm -hmm. Digital Master uh, Gaming, but YouTube is the primary location at the moment. Uh, Digital Master Gaming, you can also find me on uh, Twitter and uh, TikTok. I do TikTok videos too, as well. So, Can we get someone to post his uh, his links in the uh, in the chat? Yeah, in fact, yeah, he can. I'm, I'm, saying, that, I'm saying that selfishly, because I need to do that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. can actually give you my link tree. I can paste that in yeah, somewhere. Just, paste, just drop it in. Just drop it in Twitch. Yeah, that'll be great. Gotcha. And yeah. I'll make sure it gets into the YouTube channel. That's great. Absolutely. Yeah, and I forgot that is where I saw you was YouTube, because now that I think about it, that's all your videos. Yes, that's yeah. right. yes, sir. That's yes, sir. I do have a Twitch channel, though, so you can, it's, I'm glad you mentioned it, but I, I don't stream yet. Okay. I'm strong yet. Okay. No <laughs> we'll problem. See. No problem. I'm considering it. No problem at all. Hey, Thrakazog, thank you so much. What is up with our alert? It has not been ringing recently. 
Uh, Thrakazok, thank you so much for that resub. We appreciate that net community sub as well. And uh, once again, good evening to everybody who's here. I'm gonna have to do some troubleshooting because there's no reason why Streamlabs is not playing noise when it rings. I'll have to figure that out. That's, we had an update on our streaming software recently, so maybe it has is that is that what you're gonna call him? You're gonna call Whammer noise? Well, uh, no, it wasn't oh, that. No, no, no. This that's the James Brown thing we missed out on. I mean, I, oh, I, I can, I can right, make right, Whammer. Right. I can make, matter of fact. Thank you for saying that because I actually can't make Whammer come up. Okay. Oh no. All right, so I can do Whammer. Okay, but our stream <laughs> labs is what's jacked up right now, and I don't know Nightmare what's going on fuel. with that. I love Whammer. Yeah, I know. You got to You got to bring Whammer in. Um, okay, so listen. Let's uh, talk a little bit about what the show is today. For those of you who are here today, uh, the show is called Delivering the Goods, and we really built this around uh, the cargo refactor. Uh, we put this in a few months back, talking about you know what was going to happen with it. We've been waiting with it, waiting for it with great anticipation. Finally, we got the cargo refactor. There was a lot of theory crafting of what <laughs> a cargo refactor would be. Some people were content with what we got. Some people were a little bit like, I thought it was going to be way more than that. Uh, but it is tier zero. And I think a lot of us were kind of looking at maybe tier two type stuff when really just getting it into the game uh, is a pretty big deal, right, Calrati? I mean, it's, I mean, for what they've done, and we're gonna talk about some of it, um, maybe it's because we've been used to carrying a single little one-eighth SCU box around. We didn't think that it would be a big deal, but it is bigger than that, right? The cargo corrector, even in the current state of tier zero. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even for example, um... <sighs> You could imagine what salvaging would have been like without the cargo refactor if they brought um, salvaging online um, mm -hmm. before the cargo refactor. So it, it touches on a lot of things other than just um, cargo and trading, even at tier zero. So it yeah. brings a lot. Um, you know, it brings a lot of different opportunities. You know what else it does? It shrinks the Congo line. That's the other thing it does. Oh, I can tell you that. Goodness. We didn't, we didn't even get to that subject, right? <laughs> that, that's a whole other thing, right? Oh yeah. But we we are going to get into that thing because we're going to see some video about that in a little bit. So let's uh, let's go ahead and do. We're going to do some background first for you guys, okay? Um, one of the things. Hey, Abby, thank you for that uh, resub as well. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> let's talk about. Well, let's put some background behind this, right? Because there are some things that had to be in place before Cargo Refactor came in. Um, one of the first things is what we call PES, the Persistent Entity Streaming. Um, now, this is the description that they have from CIG. It allows for the game world to persist, be saved and restored, allowing for more meaningful changes and progression as well as better crash redundancy. It saves and tracks ships, items and entities positions and local locational data allowing the world server data to persist potentially forever keep that word potentially in mind because it is not intended for stuff to stay in the game forever at least something some things are not intended to be staying in the game forever uh digital master let me talk to you first i'm gonna call with dm so that i don't have to mess up your name every time i sure. say it um, <laughs> no problem once you saw PES, I mean, I know there was, everybody had anticipation for PES, right? Because we went mm -hmm. through this whole thing with iCash. We went through this thing with a so whole lot right. of different things, Rot Socks, and there was these reiterations and rebuildings of something that we had been hearing about since 2017. And mm -hmm. then finally it gets another new name, right? Oh, it was called right. per you know, per Persistent Entity Streaming. Mm -hmm. uh, were you feeling pretty confident about it? I mean, it was the end of the year, last quarter, you right. know, a lot was counting on this with 318. What, what were your exactly. feelings about PES coming out? 
you know what? I, I, it, it's funny when it comes to this sort of thing, because I always go into things, uh, not assuming, but sort of expecting that things can go wrong or that there will be setbacks because as you know, I know Jared says a lot, <laughs> a lot that that change is, a, is the only constant, but it, in the game development and in IT period, that's a reality. So for me, I never had this, you know, I never hung on to those earlier dates, but as far as what PES was designed to do, I did, I, I had a lot of confidence in it because just listening to even the, um, Citizen Con from I think it was two years ago, mm -hmm. one year or two year two years ago. Uh, but Benoit and, and uh, Paul, I think it was, they were really breaking down, you know, what server meshing was. But they also touched on the uh, entity graph mm -hmm. information, and they would mention things like PES. And for me, it made sense because that's the first part of what they had to really break down and and get right before we could even start the conversation of server meshing. Right. So for me. I knew it was a big undertaking and that it was going to be huge for the game in general. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, yeah. Once it came in, uh, <laughs> I was excited about it, but I was very eager to, you know, start testing it. So once it went to wave one, I was pretty excited. Okay. Abdi, what about you? Um, and I don't know. I don't know. I know sometimes you're in the game a lot. Sometimes you're not, you know, you raised a little child. So, you know, coming back to this and I'm assuming that you kind of came back to it. Right. And you said you had been mm -hmm. in PTU. What were your feelings about it the first time you saw that, this, this thing was actually working, you know, it's actually there now. Um, it was one of those things where like, uh, with foundational tech, you have high hopes, but mm -hmm. you know that, I mean, just like digital master said, like, um, since it is foundational tech, it shouldn't be something, it wouldn't be something that you could just easily slap on there. Um, mm -hmm. for the people that thought that that would be the case, that's kind of strange to me. Cause I mean, maybe again, I've worked in, in software, and I know that like when you're when you're working on really big things, like really big, big uh, um, goals, that those those goals sometimes take a little bit longer. You run into things that you didn't you couldn't even plan for. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they got it in and in into the PTU in any state was very encouraging for me. And then to see it in wave one, I know everyone's hoping for it to go to wave two, um, but just to see them get it into wave one was was also um, something that was really great because once they get it into you know the initial waves or once they get it into uh Ivocati and then wave one um they do such a great job of cleaning things up um not perfect but like you know making sure that as they expand to the larger waves yeah. um that the game doesn't just like completely fall apart um because they want to make sure that it's something that they can release to live so mm -hmm. um it got into it got into wave one and honestly that was to me like one of the biggest hurdles seeing them be able to do that yeah. um and now i know that that it's uh it can be a, re a reality and that's exciting because um they'll they'll iterate they'll they'll fix where they need to fix and mm -hmm. then they'll they'll uh continue working on this as they move into server meshing and that is exciting yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah you know, this you, is this is this is one of those good times to just like be like you know what 318 claps to you know snaps to mm -hmm. to, to everybody uh, on the development team because this was a big undertaking yeah you know um you mentioned some good points there because weirdly enough of all the weird things that was janky when 318 came out to us and ptu the pes was not the thing PS mm -hmm. was actually running pretty good. It was other stuff that was crashing and falling apart. <laughs> but the thing that we were most worried True. about actually was fairly consistent and stable, you know, which is surprising because it was the new tech, right? 
Right. Some of the other things that we were dealing with, stuff that had been in the game already that was kind of on the frizzles, but that's because it's right. old stuff and you have to do the, deal with the code and everything else. Cal mm-hmm. Roddy, yep. I want to, and I, guys, I understand the reason why we're talking about PES. I know you say we're supposed to be talking about, you know, the goods and cargo and the cargo factory, but this stuff is foundational to it for later on. So I'm going to hit one more thing and then we're going to move past this. Cal Roddy, I want to ask you, a lot of times people will look at this game and say, oh, they're working on persistence. What's the big deal with that? Persistence is in a lot of games already, right? If I play Seven Days to Die, I can go build a house and put some stuff on the ground and put some stuff on the table and go away and come back and the stuff is still there, right? And it's a multiplayer game, it's an MMO. What's so different about this though? Why is persistent? First of all, why does it take so long? Because if it's old, if it's an old technology, now I don't mean the way CIG is doing it, but I'm saying if, if persistence is a, a thing that's been in games before, What's so different with this game that made CIG have to do something different with it? Something that they, why, what was their tweak to it that said, no, we can't do what's been in other games because Star Citizen is going to be blah. What, what's, if you had to say, what would be the reasons for that? I would say emergence. Um, for example, for example, I will, emergence and the amount of information that, that even in terms of the activity, et cetera, the, the amount of items and, and basically everything that we interact with um, in the game over a long period of time. I remember when Chad McKinney had made a, a, um, a comment on iCash, for example. And mind you, um, compared to what PES is supposed to do, iCash isn't, we, know, we now know, um, isn't supposed to actually be able to be at the same caliber. Mm-hmm. But when we hoped at the time that iCash was going to be it, I remember that he made a comment that iCash was more than enough for the traditional MMO. I think the person who um, asked about it was um, referring to Elder Scrolls Online. Mm. Chad McKinney had commented that he worked on Elder Scrolls Online, and he said that even iCash was something that was more than enough for that game. So to, to really describe the demand that Star Citizen has in terms of the amount of information that it requires to communicate between client and server and, and you know the whole persistence database, it means that the whole impact and the purpose of PES is to support that emergence. For example, um, at the Xeno threat test in, um, in 3.18, we see that uh, they don't actually have to put in or design any intended gameplay. That actually speaks to itself because of persistence, um, because it's actually able to allow items to persist in the world, stay in the world, to actually grab the attention of different players. And through that, different players are going to be interacting with each other. That can spew a whole, you know, different probability of many different activities and actions in the game. So other than the services that it can directly, you know, provide, um, the activity and experiences that it can actually spew um, is, well, I guess the skies or rather the the cosmos um, is the limit, right? Yeah, sound. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I muted you because I was typing. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, I said, yeah. no, those, that's a great point. And I said, you know, there's some examples already in the game that reflect this. And I've seen some people kind of complaining about it, but it's a reality. One of them is Xenothreat. It's been the fact mm-hmm. that when there's mm-hmm. crashes and blowups, there's all this debris that's laying around out in space, right? When I'm playing Seven Days to Die, I'm just using it as an example. Um, yeah, I can move some things. I can create some things. I can build some things. But it's not like every cabinet or every this is accessible. Everything is, you know what I mean? There's some things that are just artwork. Um, there's not millions of entities literally being created. You know, uh, I remember when the, uh, some of you may remember when the 890 first came out, when it was in the PTU. I don't know if any of you guys remember this. Everything in the 890 was movable. 
the glassware, <laughs> the champagne bottles. Yep. And I got so excited. I'm like, oh my God. You know, the the the, 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 the bottle of John yeah, the bottle of Jean Luc, you can pick it up now and the champagne glasses. When that sucker went live, they put some serious super glue on that stuff. Nothing moved anymore, right? Because think about think about all the entities that are on the 890. All the yeah. items that are on there, right? And we're talking about just everything that's on there. CIG later on wants to make it so that you can put furniture down, move it around, yeah. all this other stuff in a universe, not in a town. When I'm right. playing, mm -hmm. like you said, when I'm playing six, seven days to die, I'm in a town. You know what I mean? It's like the 15 by 15 or something like that, or eight by eight. When you start talking right. about a universe, that's not the same old persistent engine that you've seen in other games. So a lot right. of times I know there are people saying, well, it, persistence is an old thing. Why is it taking them so long? they're building it for a freaking universe and i don't know if there's mm -hmm. anything that and maybe you guys know something maybe somebody in chat knows something is there a game where there's a universe with persistence and i'm not talking about an mmo like um um uh, world of warcraft eve. or mm -hmm. even eve yeah because eve mm -hmm. even got that level of persistence not like that not like that right. you know it's got persistence mm -hmm. but not like that but i'm talking about a physicalized world you know that's physicalized is second life might be the closest thing that i could think about and even that is mm -hmm. limited that's a one world you're not talking about freaking universe per se you know not universe, right. mm -hmm. but systems and galaxies and all the other stuff that goes along with it right so yeah. i want to think of anything myself yeah yeah yes yeah, so mm -hmm. i just wanted to lay that down as a foundation guys so that when we get into this you start to understand why pes is so critical and thank you calrati for laying that out because it is important um, the other thing I want to talk about is inventory. Um, how does, how is this stuff with cargo to you guys going to affect inventory? Cause for right now, this is inventory for us, right? I mean, it's like you open your Moby glass, you've got your personal items. They've added components and things like that paints and all that other stuff, but you haven't seen like the cargo for your ships. You haven't seen, you, they've got the, uh, what's the little thing called knickknacks. You've got that down mm -hmm. there to tell you what's on the planet, but how do you think this whole cargo refactor thing now? will reflect whether it's through the Moby glass or whatever DM. I'm gonna go to you first on this one. You got any, any ideas or do you just see how it can expand into it? However you see it expanding into it. Yeah, actually, uh, very much so because, you know, if we're talking about PES two is the persistence of the state of all the things that you own, right? It's mm -hmm. not just the fact that you own it. It's about the state that it's in as well. So, um, as far as where I see it going, I think, again, I think PS and the whole cargo refactor really starts that, that starts us down the road toward it just sort of you know wine glass glassing mm. if you will where you know right now it's just you know these physicalized what do you call them uh, one seu cargo boxes and mm. our cargo holds but even as they start to you know build out the hangers for us like you know the cargo refactor becomes a huge deal for that like in 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 many ways i mean of course i think they could have done this without PS the hangers specifically. But if you think about it, you know, when we get those hangers, you know, they can continue to build on to what everything is supposed to be eventually. Like you got, I think uh, Todd Pappy was talking about the frozen cargo as one example, right? So you got to preserve the state of that. So mm. the cargo refactor though, it just, as we are, of course we talk about the piracy, we talk about um, how that 3.18 is supposed to be the golden age of piracy and whatnot. So just that little detail there um, about what Cargo Refactor brings to the table, it, it's a lot. It, it opens up so many gameplay loops, so many gameplay opportunities. Um, I did another video where I traded with someone. They did the uh, salvaging uh, and then I just 
purchased it through the i forgot the name of the app that you can purchase it or do you know uh trade mm. credits with other players but i paid sixty thousand out for uc he and then i yeah. went and physically with the uh tractor beam tool moved all the cargo we both did moved all the cargo from his mm. cargo hold to my hull a and i went and traded it for about 130 out for uc something you could not have done you know prior to 3.18 mm -hmm. so it really starts to open up the door to a lot of emergent gameplay a lot of um what cig is has always been intending to do with cargo specifically right and, okay. and, and so they can also start to think about bringing in the whole scene now which they are planning on doing i think mm -hmm. either 3.19 or 4.0 mm -hmm. uh, we can expect that we'll but see, uh yeah. you know i'm really looking forward to that the whole sea is one of my favorite ships so mm -hmm. Just little things like that. So the cargo refactor really does start to open up a lot of opportunities yeah. for the game. Yeah. Abdi, what about you? Inventory. What ways do you see inventory with the cargo refactor? What are you looking forward to being implemented? Uh, I mean, I'm 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 hoping that there will be some like uh, maybe um, some more sophisticated ways of of being able to do that transfer. Mm -hmm. um, just so that you know, uh, you know, right now when we do refueling, we have kind of a, a way of, of not really always the best, but like it, it's, it's a, it's a good, like, you know, tier zero way of being able to say, this is how much I want. This is how much you're going to get and stuff like that. Right. But trading be between players, I think is, is super cool and being able to do that. Um, if there was a way to be able to like, you know, um, you know, you come on to someone's C2 or something and you know that this area of the cargo grid is theirs and, you know, you do your, your transfer mm. in your, you know, Mo Trader, but maybe not Mo Trader. Maybe mm. it's something else, mm -hmm. like a different app on your Moby Glass. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and then you kind of, you've got a done deal there. Um, I think that would be super cool. Um, mm. we'll see, um, what they could, what they're able to, to pull off with that. But, um, right now, I, I feel like even just with the way the persistence is, uh, not the, uh, the persistent universes, um, like Digital Master was saying, creating that emergent gameplay where players are able to interact with each other is always a good first step. Yeah. Um, just like giving us the tools and, and seeing how that develops, I feel like can oftentimes shape how the developers end up building in those apps too. Mm. Um, so I, I feel like this will be a really interesting time for CIG to see what we do um, so that they can kind of get an idea of, of what tools to kind of put around things mm -hmm. um, if, if needed um, and, and make that a better experience for people. Karate, any thoughts? Inventory? Yeah, well, um, you know, firstly, I, I have to say that earlier today, I, I went to, to salvage something at, at Hersenal 1, and I saw, um, I think it was a Hercules, a C2, and a Vulture um, salvaging near an 890 jump. And it was two two um, two different players, and I was, well, at least two different ships. Mm -hmm. They were both blue, so they were both being piloted. And it was really nice to see that they were working together. So most likely what would have happened is that Know, after the vulture was full and we have transferred it to the c2 and wait until it was full and then it was that would go back and sell its cargo mm -hmm. other vulture continued to do its thing so it was really nice to see that you know they're definitely making use of the of the cargo factor because when i, I remember when i was playing freelancer when we used to um, do our mining and everything and you know they would actually um transfer it to a cargo ship they would you know go and do that and i was that's something that was i was definitely looking forward to in the physicalized sense in the game after that. So it's, it was nice to see. And I hope I have a whole bunch of different things, but I know that we have uh, certain <laughs> things that, that, that we're going to cover later tonight that they will actually definitely fit in there. So I'm going to hold my tongue. Okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough, fair enough. All right, <clears throat> so we, those, we're giving you guys these three primary things, well, two primary things, PES, 
and inventory, all right? Because those are both important for cargo handling. Let's go back to something here I call it the evolution of the box, okay? Um, mm. As you guys know, this is where it all started. Um, you know, the box. Um, you know, first they were static. All you had to do was go to a console, say what you wanted. You went back to your ship, and the Magic Genie had your ship already stocked up whatever you needed. And when you got where you had to go, you went back to a kiosk, and the Magic Genie pulled everything off. You didn't have to do anything other than squeeze past them when you got on your ship, right? Um, then, then we got delivery missions. Um, and this was, a, if those of you around back in the day, there was a term that people got so excited about called grabby hands, right? Being able to... Uh, reach out and pick up something and carry it. We were just so excited about that. And then we got tired of it. Um, <laughs> so um, I want to talk a little bit about this because uh, delivery missions have now become, or the, the box missions, let me call them that. They have become like that way of, of introducing people to the world of Star Citizen. When they come in, uh, people say, what can I do in Star Citizen? And a lot of times people will say, Start with a box mission. One, they get to, they usually they have some type of starter ship up to an Avenger mm -hmm. or something like that, a Cutlass. Secondly, it allows them to learn how to just figure out the keystrokes in the game. Thirdly, when they're doing these missions from location to location, they start to learn where different moons and where certain bases are on, on, on the uh, moons and planets. Um, this patch, they've now expanded the box missions. They've become something a little bit different. We're going to talk about those in a minute, but I want to reflect back on the box missions before 18, 318. Uh, DM, uh, did you do them? Did you ignore them? Were they helpful? <laughs> were, they, were they a pain <laughs> in the butt? Are you speaking of 3.18 or just No, before 318. Yeah, we're going, we're going to talk about before 318. Gotcha. Yes, I did. Actually, I, I did it a lot because I, there will be some game sessions for me that that's all I would do because it's just relaxing, mm -hmm. right? I'm that type of gamer sometimes. <laughs> load the game up, load Star Citizen up, mm -hmm. do something real chill for about a cool hour, and then, you know, go do whatever I need to do next. But box missions are pretty cool for that because especially when you get the ones where you have to pick up three at one location and drop them off at different locations or vice versa, you pick one up from each three different one from one of three different locations and then drop them all off at the same one. So yes, I absolutely participated in that. I get a kick out of it. I it's very simple, very, you know, uh, basic, but um, engaging. I felt still, but where it's going, it's going to be something I think uh, pretty interesting. Okay. Okay. Abdi, what about you? Did you do box missions or do you ignore them? Uh, I did box missions. I think it, it's a good way, like you said, especially if you just want to like get to know a new patch mm -hmm. um, or get to know the lay of the land when you're new to the game. It's mm -hmm. just a good way of just like knowing how to get in your ship, get down to a planet, you know, get get into one of the buildings, know where you need to go, get what you need to get, and then get to a new place. Mm -hmm. um, and you get to see a lot of other places because of that. Um, that you might not get to see if you're just doing um, like bounty missions or something like that. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think that they they totally have a place in the verse. Some people can do them forever. Um, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, I mean, like I I do like uh, like trading and like you know bringing out my big ship and stuff like that. But right. um, after a while, the small boxes kind of get to me. They just you know. They, they, they're they weird and like getting them into the terminal you have to be crouching or else you might throw yourself out of the building or something weird like that so um, 
<clears throat> yeah, so there's 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 uh there's only so much of it I can do, but I think it's important to have in the verse and important okay. for people. And it's great that they have uh that they have missions and that there's reputation around it now. Yeah. Um okay. I think that that's that's really valuable and, and and for uh keeping the game replayable for people. Yeah. Calrighty, I know you've done them, so I'm gonna throw a different question at you. Um there was a time when in the early days, box missions was considered lucrative. You do a box mission for like 9,000 credits, right? Then all of a sudden, CEG, people started getting the word. Oh, well, you know, make some quick money. Then all of a sudden, CIG slashed this sucker, man. They brought that fire sale in and cut them suckers down to like 2,000, 3,000. People went crazy, right? I mean, CIG does that deliberately. They do that so that where they want us to put our emphasis changes, right? Because people were just hanging around doing box missions. So they say, okay, we know how to kill that monster and get, make y'all go do something else, cut the prices. Um, but CIG is now looking to expand this, right? So what I want to do is I want to go into delivery missions a little bit and go to the next area, okay? Um, and you guys know, and I'm going to let Cal Roddy talk about this a little bit. You already know what they are. These are missions that start off with a simple point A to point B delivery of a standard parcel box. As you earn reputation with various delivery brokers, missions will increase in difficulty and payout with more complex journeys, time deli timed deliveries, and hazardous cargo. And that's kind of where we are now. It's expanded reputation. Like you said, Abdi, reputation's in there now. Uh, you actually start to get better missions as you go along. So you're not limited to that, you know, only 6,000 or 3,000 or, you know, chaining three boxes together, but they're all the same price. That's all kind of move. Calrati, there's some other techniques to this when it comes down to delivering the goods now where people are starting to understand that not only am I doing delivery missions with these boxes, but I can also start doing trade, right? I can start paying attention to where I'm going and loading up my ship with some other stuff. Is that right? Yeah, totally. Because for example, with the, with, um, you know, with 3.18, you could actually see what um, terminals buy and sell, et cetera, et cetera. So if you're actually at a particular location and, you know, you drop off your, um, your cargo box, you can just go to the, to the trade terminal and see, okay, what does it sell or what is it selling? There are some pretty useful um, tools online that you could, that you could also use and kind of, you know, just combine them so that you can actually have your own kind of trading journey, trading map. And I find that really, really cool that it's not just a quote unquote monotonous thing where you're just doing a trade mission or a delivery mission. You can add more onto that to make the experience a whole lot more worth it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Shimpasta says I should also say that um I'm slowly getting back to delivery missions. Mm -hmm. I don't like them because in three point five I did two hundred and twenty one consecutively. Whoa. So delivery box missions can screw can go screw these temporarily. Yeah, Shimpasta's got a good comment here. He says CIG is making a distinction between cargo hauling and trading. Is this good mm -hmm. and what's the difference? Now Shimpasta, this is what I'm gonna tell you. From my position, I don't know if this is CIG's position, but I'm kind of basing it around what's in the game. I look at trade as being something that I'm doing for my own profit. If I do a mission and I go pick up, so like let's say the mission is, uh, I don't know, whatever it is, I'm, I'm doing a trade mission and, uh, okay, let me give you a good example. Let me, let me switch it around. Let's say I'm mining and I've mined a whole bunch of ore right? And then I go take that stuff and sell it somewhere or sell it to someone for my profitability. It's my stuff and I'm selling it for my profitability. I look at that as trade. Now that's, I'm speaking to me now. When it's cargo, it's when I go to a mission that says so-and-so, so-and-so at Hurston needs 20,000 boxes of something moved to Art Corp. And if you do that, you will get paid. So it's more like freight, like a company, like I'm getting hired to move someone's stuff back and forth. 
Um, maybe there's an emergency somewhere where they say these people need medical supplies. Those medical supplies aren't what I'm selling. That's not mine. I don't own them, but what I do get paid for is making that trip. So I kind of look at that, like how real world is, you know what I mean? If you run a freight train or whatever, you don't own the stuff that's on the train. You get it where it needs to go. You get paid for taking it there. So that's kind of the distinction that I kind of go with. Now, I don't know if anybody else feels any differently about that, or maybe some other distinctions that you guys might see. Anybody got anything for that, for the difference between trade and cargo? One thing I would say is for trade is about buying low, selling high, right? Mm. So you can pretty much be shopping around different. I look at this the way I play Eve, for example. You can do trading pretty um, yeah. easily in Eve. And so what I would do, they even have tools for it where you could look at what's in demand in this system mm -hmm. and where is it being sold the cheapest. So you can sort of go, if you can make that trip in time, you make the you know the decision whether, okay, do I go buy this for this amount and then go you know trade it or sell it at that station for a profit. That to me is pretty much still, like you said, Griffin, uh, that's the trade part. Cargo hauling is actually mission-based, I would say, just like you said as well, Griffin, where, you, for example, reputation will be tied to that because mm -hmm. you're doing work for an organization compared to when trading, that's just like, that's just you deciding, mm -hmm. okay, I want to, you know, profit off of a trade that's lucrative for me, buying low, selling high. Yeah, that's, that's a good so point that reputation is tied, mm -hmm. it would be tied into that. That's a real good point. Um, some of you guys know they got the trade. What's the trade thing called? The building, the blue with the blue circle with the globe. Um, uh, the TDDs. The TDD, right? The oh, trade division, mm -hmm. right? The trade division. Yep. And, and I'm, I don't know if CIT is going to do this, guys, because you know right now you got those monitors. Sometimes they're near the admin area. Sometimes they're in the TDD. But you also know now that the cargo decks are in there's a cargo area for freight. And what I am yeah. kind of hoping what will happen is is that when it's trade related, you go to the TDD. When it's freight and cargo related, you go to the cargo decks. That would be like mm -hmm. where you pick up those type of issues. I'm hoping CIG will implement that. Right now, there's nothing in the mm -hmm. cargo decks other than picking up some supplies there, clothing and things like that. But hopefully that will help make a distinction as well in the game. But we'll have to see where CIG goes. Good, Abdi. And I feel like I, I heard this recently too on, on one of the SCLs, but they were talking about maybe there being some, some way for you to rate other people. Yeah. And I know that that can get kind of sketchy in an MMO because you don't want, you know, just people bullying someone or, or something like that, mm -hmm. but providing some way to say like, Oh, you know what? This person is a, you know, a bonafide trader. They do a good job, you know, and it, it's player to player, yeah. not something that's in the game like a way that i could rate like oh me and karate just did a trade we had you know you know or i sold something to him you know you can rate like, like on ebay or something like that yeah <laughs> there was yeah. some talk so. at one point about something that would be kind of like almost like uber right where even right. if you did yeah. give me a negative rating you're not going to drop me from five stars to zero but it'd be right. it would be averaged over time it may drop us incrementally a little bit or something like that right so yeah hopefully and like they will. they'll come up with something yeah. absolutely so that we can rate each other because like the person who comes out there to rescues you right they come out there and do a yeah. medical mission you may want to tell them hey this guy's great somebody who comes up there and shoots you in the head and take your stuff you won't be able to say <laughs> negative right okay right. Mm -hmm. all right mm -hmm. let's move on past delivery missions here let's go to this one which is salvage and you might be saying, what does salvage got to do with the cargo refactor? It's got a lot to do with it. Uh, it will allow players to reclaim, recycle material composite from ships and wrecks, shipwrecks, and collect it in storage containers, either to be used to repair other ships or to be what? Traded. Okay. And we were already kind of seeing this already with the, um, you mentioned it earlier, uh, Calrati, the Vulture. We've seen it already mm -hmm. happening. People have already started pulling those containers using their tractor beams, transferring stuff over to other ships already in the game, right? Okay. Cal Roddy, let me go to you first on this one. 
any thoughts about salvage and where you could see this kind of going with the cargo refactor? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, I mean, the first thing I want to say is imagine salvage without the cargo refactor. It would have pretty much been my, like mining. Yeah. And it, it made me wonder um, if we didn't have the cargo refactor, would the vulture have had a different design? Um, mm. Because they may not have had an idea of how cargo refactor would have worked um, at the time of the prospectus release. If it, you know, if salvaging or hull scraping did come in at the time. Um, so it's nice to see that you know with the birth of the cargo refactor. Um, we now know that, okay, maybe they were waiting for something like this to bring hull scraping or salvage tier, um, tier zero, um, you know, to, to this level to, uh, to give it to us. And where I see it going, especially is with the whole multi-crew experience. They, I, I see that they're really pushing to make this thing, um, more apparent and hopefully in the future, a lot more fun, a lot more player facing, a lot more enjoyable. Um, but even now, even now I can definitely see, um, uh, it brings about a really, and a really strong community vibe where people are working together for the good and for the bad for, you know, with regards to privacy and everything. Um, so that's, I guess in, in my opinion, uh, the whole, you know, attraction to the multi-crew experience. And even if, you know, you're not someone to, you know, really prefer playing, um, with other people, um, the experience that you have to, okay, interact with these boxes, et cetera, et cetera, and move them from point A to point B, um, you know, around salvaging, I think it's something that's really going to shine a lot more in the future. Yeah. Abdi, <clears throat> I don't know if you've done it yet. I've had a chance to do it. Uh, you may have seen videos of it. People operating on a ship, we've talked about the Vulture, but the Reclaimer. And Calrati mentioned about that multiplayer aspect of it. You cannot do, and listen, y'all, okay, in Star Citizen, you can do whatever you want to. I'm talking about if you're sane, you cannot do salvaging on a reclaimer by yourself, okay? If, you if you're sane, yeah. if you're sane, okay? <laughs> so, um, you know, how do you see this thing with the cargo? Because, you know, now we're actually, the cargo deck on the reclaimer means something now. You've got these two machines mm -hmm. that spit out these boxes. You may have one or two people down there with the tractor beams using the grids, getting that stuff all set up, right? Um, is there anything else that could happen with salvage in a ship like the Reclaimer? Because we've got several things in there. We've got the drones, we've got the grinding thingy, right? Is, what mm -hmm. else do you see happening that could also add to this whole thing of cargo in that ship? Uh, I mean, like with that material, I, someone said it here, recycled material, that it was a uh, citizen, citizen's var. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, using that recycled material, I mean, like that's that's, basically building material right um so like if you could set up like a chop shop or something inside your in, inside your reclaimer <laughs> or something where basically like you know you're 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 um reclaiming yeah. um wrecks stuff like that yeah people out in the verse need a quick place to stop they let go me, to like let me stop you for a second Griffin's let me stop you for a second actually that idea did come up as a way to trade with people who own the crucible that was where oh, yeah. it really came yep. up at was that crucible will need that type of material when they want to repair, you know, the skins right. on ships that have been damaged because they've got to get it from someplace. Right? right. So you, the reclaimer owner is actually harvesting this stuff. And now it becomes a dynamic of trade for somebody who yeah. owns crucible. Right. I would love to see that. I mean, like the, the synergies between the ships, I think mm. are, are becoming more and more apparent. And I love that because, mm -hmm. um, it gives a reason for an org to have one of this ship and one of that ship instead mm. of just being the org of uh 
uh, Carrick's, you know, like, which is great, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and, you know, at some point that'll, that'll make sense too, but um, maybe right now it makes sense, but like having an org where it's an all around industry focused org, mm. you got your reclaimer person, mm. you got your reclaimer person who doesn't even own the reclaimer, but their dedicated role in the reclaimer is to do you know, like moving the boxes onto the ship to sell or something like that. Yeah. And then maybe you got someone on the reclaimer who's, um, you know, the the uh, mechanic or yeah. something like that, who's yeah. spitting the stuff back out onto ships or something. <laughs> um, the, the worlds are our oyster. I mean, like we we can do this. Like we yeah. can we can make these things happen. And uh, honestly, CIG loves to to look at us make these things happen because when they see us do that, um, you know, you get the the racetrack effect you know where um we make our own we make our own games and then they support us around that um yeah. by you know maybe making it official or or providing better tools uh, in some way so yeah. um i'm excited to see what what happens with that ship and i i still got to take you up on that uh getting onto your reclaimer i have a vulture but i've never been on a reclaimer still so oh, yeah. at some point i need to i need to get up on there and we'll uh, we'll and, and see see that thing and then oh, man one of these one of these years we got to do like a halloween thing where like <laughs> I don't know. Someone has like the mask the on, and we like they're the alien, and then like you just you, no one's got guns, and the aliens going around killing people. That would be so fun. We'll have I'll to work. We'll have to work it out. Uh, yeah. DM. Uh, when we were doing the reclaimer and and using the cargo grid, one of the things that was cool was that they they actually you know at first you, you know, currently when we played the game in seventeen. Mm -hmm. There's more of a freestyle of putting boxes down, right? You can kind of put right. them wherever you want. But now yeah. there is, and we're going to talk about the grid a little bit later, but there is a grid mm -hmm. there now. And at first I didn't like that because I wanted to have that flexibility mm -hmm. of doing stuff. But now yeah. that I've done it, I actually like it because it keeps it organized. The place it doesn't does. get crazy, right? Mm -hmm. um, you don't like playing Tetris? No, 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 no <laughs> man. No, listen, the boxes could get nutty, man. I'm telling you. Especially some people. Listen, I have OCD, dude. Yes, I'll come down there screaming in the hole. You get the boxes all crazy and stuff. I'll be down there hollering, what are you doing? You know, I just go nuts. So, rearranging. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I'll spend an hour down there putting stuff back straight. Um, DM... Uh, one of the things that happened when we were doing this with the cargo, and I was really mm -hmm. surprised to see this. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times, based on how the game has been so far, people kind of want to take, I don't want to say it's the wrong way, but they want mm -hmm. the glory roles, right? They want to be the right, gunner, right. or they want to be the pilot. Yeah. But there For were sure. people that were actually cool with being down in the cargo deck, setting up stuff on the grids and stuff. I mean, and nobody yes, was complaining like, hey, I'm getting tired <laughs> of moving these boxes. Somebody else right. needs to come down here. I mean, people right. were like, hey, I want to go down there and move some boxes around I me. Mean, is right. this going to change the way as, as they expand this with cargo or, you know, cause we were talking about the TDD earlier, right? Mm -hmm. Will we have people now when it comes down to delivering goods and stuff that you and I are talking and you say, Griff, I'm in Nick's mm -hmm. and dude, I know you've been looking for copper or to sell your copper. You've been holding for the last three months. I'm at the TDD right now. And it's saying copper's going for blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When we start cooperating in a different way, not just in the sense of, well, I know copper's cheap, so I'm, you know, but actually right. connecting, just like working in that, in that hole. Oh, yeah. It's not like, well, I'm gonna go out and do my own. I'm willing to get oh, on yeah. somebody else's ship and help them out. What do you think? Absolutely. I, I think so. And for one big reason, because Star Citizen is such an immersive game, mm -hmm. it's not this boring and it won't be, at least I'm saying it subjectively, of course, but it, it, I don't expect it to be a boring, anything to be boring, even mm -hmm. those sort of jobs. Like I, just like you mentioned, I was participating in the same thing. I was on a reclaimer with someone else when it when 3.18 first went to wave one. Mm -hmm. And 
people were fighting over that role. Like mm -hmm. I ended up with a mining, um, not a mining, but a, a, a salvaging a role because mm -hmm. I couldn't get that role. <laughs> so, you know, it was about a good four or five of us on the reclaimer. Of course, there's the two um, salvaging heads. And so I ended up being not, I don't want to say stuck because I enjoyed that role too. But mm -hmm. to your point, yes, I think, and maybe because 3.18 is new, but I still think that will be a thing going forward. I really do. And a big part of that, again, is because of how immersive Star Citizen is. Mm. So I don't I don't foresee any role or I don't see CIG making any role super monotonous or super boring. I think everything will have its its appeal mm. and, and, and a certain player type that it appeals to. I, I really I really believe that. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, a good word. And, they're, and they're going to have to make it. You know, one of the balances I think is going to be difficult with this whole cargo versus trading thing is going mm -hmm. to be what's going to motivate me to do cargo where I'm working for someone else and the numbers I get from that versus right. when I'm doing my own trade. You know, now don't get yeah. me wrong. In order to do that trade, I also have to acquire those items. So I've got to right. do the mining. I've got to do all that legwork yeah, ahead of time to get those items to sell them. Yeah. Where if you've done all that already, you just hired me to take it from here to there. Exactly. And time. I minimize the time factor. Now, maybe yep. also, though, what offsets it is the risk factor of moving that cargo mm -hmm. as well, right? Because maybe you don't want to take right. on the risk, but you say, I'll hire Griff with his whole C, because for me yep. to do it with my Andromeda is gonna, not going to function, right? I mean, there's a lot of reasons oh, yeah. why <laughs> cargo could develop into a very iterative aspect beyond the technical sides right. of this thing, right? It could, it could really force certain types of gameplay with players. I, I do appreciate what Abdi said in Kalradi when he said, we saw players now taking these ships Calrati mentioned the C2 with the vultures. You know, Abdi, mm -hmm. you mentioned it. You know, how do you start seeing these other ships now working together in the game and not just being solo efforts, you know, but there's a purpose. Maybe, you know, you just feel there's a purpose now to have a C2, mm -hmm. you know, besides, you know, putting medical supplies on it from a, a kiosk, right? I mean, there's a lot of good stuff mm -hmm. there, okay? All right, y'all, we're going to move on past salvage. We beat that horse to death. Uh, let's go into talking about trading. Uh, I want to talk about the new trade interface because people need to know that this has changed too. And I really dig this new one that they've got plus the one that they've done for commodities. Both of them are nice. But what's really cool is on the left side of the screen, there's like a grid that they've come up with, with what you yes. can put in your ship. Uh, DM, did you get a chance to monkey around with that or look at it on I the did. kiosk with trade? Okay. Any thoughts? I did. It, it, oh, sorry. I think you muted. Oh, what did you say? I, think I said, I no, so you got any thoughts? Part. I said, you got any thoughts? Oh, yeah, I, I love the new interface. I think it's very intuitive. I, um, you know, it's part of that new building blocks technology. And yes, it, when I did the trade with the one gentleman, I was able to immediately see, you know, on the left hand side, how much was actually on my whole A. Of course, you can physically see it too, but it's mm -hmm. nice to get that visual representation in the, in the you know, the um, display as well. Mm -hmm. I really, side note, I really can't wait till we can see the same sort of thing inside of our ships on the mm -hmm. panels. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That'd be real great. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's a great representation, but it also does another thing, especially with that one bug in the game right now where you get multiple of the same ship mm -hmm. now you know which one yeah, <laughs> you know, to, which one? to pick but um <laughs> yeah but yeah i think it's, it's really intuitive i even like the right hand side where you get to see the demand for the individual shops mm -hmm. um uh depending on you know what they buy versus you know what they hold in their um uh i guess the inventory yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I really like it. I think it's it's a great step in the right direction. Can't wait to see it expo expanded into the ships and everything, because uh, I think that's coming up soon, too. Yeah. 
Abdi, what about you? You've been monkeying around with this at all, with the trade unit? Have you seen the new interface at all yet? I've seen the new interface, but I haven't monkeyed around with it enough. Okay. Um, so I, I work in uh, front-end dev, and UI, UX is something that I, I really um, am passionate about, making things easier for people mm -hmm. um, and, and making it uh, um, a better experience so that you know they're able to do what they need to do. The, the fun thing with seeing this, I feel like in its like iterative version, I feel like we saw a version of this without the, you know, the nice, uh, you know, layout and the nice design around it yeah um but we we saw what it, what they wanted to accomplish and it's mm -hmm. cool to see how how far it's come yeah. um i think that it's it's great I, I i love being able to to intuitively see um what we have and where we have it i yeah. think that's always helpful and the more that the more that we can get tools like this in the game the, the better it'll be for for everyone okay okay Roddy, any thoughts about the uh trade interface the new one yeah, I definitely have to agree with the sentiments of Abby and, and DM because um, one of the things that I've always been looking forward to is having something like this on the move. You know, I don't have to, um, you know, really get an idea of, you know, what every store buys or sells, but at least, you know, the stores that I have been to, um, you know, it'll be nice to actually, okay, register that location and see, okay, if I'm ever going back to that location to know, all right, um, this buys and sells this particular item so that I'll be able to plan ahead or at least know, okay, it buys and sells this amount, this um, amount of alpha UEC or UEC. Um, so I think, you know, this is a, de it's, it's definitely a step in the right direction. And I'm definitely looking forward to it being portable and, you know, either to the ship or <clears> the <throat> Moby Glass, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Let me ask you guys. Yeah, Moby Glass tools getting fleshed out would be so nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. I mean, anybody who wants to answer this can. You know, we've got a lot of tools that are external tools that we use for trading and, and items in the game. Do you think CIG is going to, do you think it'll get to a point where, and I don't, I don't want to eliminate, I don't want to say those things will be eliminated. My question is, do you think CIG will put enough, the type of tools in there where we won't rely on those things that we actually will rely on the Moby Glass spectrum? uh live notifications um to let us know what's being bought what's being sold um because i am curious about you know even if websites and stuff have this stuff running how timely will they be how current will they be right. comparison to maybe what you're getting in game is it better to get that stuff in real time in game or do you think they'll still allow it to be third-party stuff outside of the game that can keep players aware of what's going on especially in the areas of trade Anybody got any thoughts on that? I think I, they need I feel to. like it just oh sorry. No, go ahead, no, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you go ahead. You're the guest. You no, know, I think I think they need to. I think it's a must for the type of game it is. Like you should not have to alt tab at any point while playing Star Citizen. I don't think you should. And this is not to take away from the work, the, the great work that the community does with these tools. There's some excellent stuff out there. Um, but I think for the for the type of game that Star Citizen is, they have to make it diegetic. They have to put all that in the game or, or some way to get to that information reliably inside of the game. That's and that's, just, that's that speaks to the reason why people are making those third-party things in the first place, because right. they're not in the game. Mm -hmm. um, because they're not, they, there's no easy way to do that. But um, I, I play Destiny 2. Um, if you play Destiny 2, Destiny Item Manager, DIM, is like huge. Uh, and this next uh, patch or the next season that they're doing, um, a lot of the things that Destiny Item Manager does will be kind of baked into the game, which some people are happy about, some people aren't. Mm. Um, but but the idea is that th these people worked so hard um, 
to make these things out of the game, but mostly because that it just wasn't supported. Um, but once the devs see that it can be something that should, or it is something that should be inside the game, just like Digital Master was saying, it's it's so important to have it in there because um, it's like when you're watching a movie. I mean, I, I come from a film background, so like anything that breaks you out of the movie um, is kind of can be seen as if it's not intentional, can be seen as a bad thing because now you're not immersed anymore. You're not spending your time in there. You're distracted. You could go on Twitter now, and then you're not spending your time in the game. You're spending your time on Twitter because mm. you're in a web interface uh, to look at a third party app. So. Mm, right. um, we'll we'll see what we'll see what like i think it's just going to be what i was going to say before is i think that this is just going to be what they can spend resources on mm -hmm. at cig um the web stuff i i think they have some resources going more and more resources going into the web stuff because the community hub seemed like that got redone recently um but when it when it comes to the api and stuff like that i i don't know there's a lot of things that people have been waiting on for a long time when it comes to the website. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know when that's going to come and I don't know how high a priority it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of you may have seen this. If you guys have gone to the TDDs recently, they used to have these real funky looking placeholders there. And now they've started putting some stuff in there. They're actually putting in the certain types of minerals and all the ores and all this other stuff in there. And someone mentioned it in the, in the chat because I am mentioning is that that is going to be the source of information. Those are going to be real time in time. Um, the question is, how far does it expand? You know, is it going to be limited to having to be at a TDD to see that information? Or will that information be provided? Like right now, we get the little blurbs every once in a while telling us what commodities are out. Uh, but yeah. will there be some other forms that CIG will create that will keep us as players up to date? And to your point, Abdi, I did like what you said about that breaking of immersion. We know that word is the magic word for Chris Roberts, and he tries to do as much as he can to keep us immersed in the game. And even though we do get used to doing it, it does break us a little bit when we have to tab and hit and go look and scroll with a mouse and try to find where this stuff is, right? If it's in game, obviously it keeps us in the game. And I think that that is a good thing too. Hey, Rod, you got anything before we move on? Yeah, I remember um, when I was playing the Discovery Freelancer mod, um, but even Freelancer, um, one of the things that unfortunately, because of the, you know, um, the, the track of Freelancer um, that they weren't able to put in was the dynamic economy. Um, mm. Tony Z, he was, you know, he was also working on something like that, but unfortunately they couldn't put it in. Mm -hmm. And as a result, um, the static economy of, of, of that um, brought about the birth of something called the Freelancer Companion, mm -hmm. which is similar to what we see with SE trade tools, et cetera. Um, so even though I think um, as trade tools and, and all of these other um, web-based apps, they'll most likely in some way remain whether or not they're able to um, afford to maintain the um, the frequency of, of, of a dynamic economy or, or mm. updating the goods and services and the prices on their websites. When the dynamic economy comes online in the game, by pulling that information you know, time and time again at mm -hmm. such a fast rate, that's another question, especially as the game expands physically and we have a lot more stations, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so, um, but e uh, even so, I think players are still going to be able to enjoy or still may prefer to stay in the game once um, CIG offers those tools and services within the game. Yeah. Okay. And there might be like a place for it too. Like, let's say you're at work and you're like, you know what? I know I have like three hours tonight. And I just need to check and see, like, when I get online, what am I going to be trading? Yeah, you don't want to bring know, up like, Star you, Citizen you at work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I've been loaded I, on your computer. 
no, no one's gonna do that. What I'm saying is that they're gonna go on to SE tools. Or no, something no, that's like what I'm that. saying. Yeah. I'm saying you don't want to have SE, you know, Star Citizen loaded right. on your working computer to look right. at your stuff, right? First of yeah, all, right. your computer is gonna be the loudest computer on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Just running that thing. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah. So like, maybe people. I think you know, some kind of third-party tool will always be helpful for mm -hmm. people who don't want to have to be in the game, right. and maybe CIG doesn't want to have to, you know, make an a, a browser-based, you know, like economy. Mm -hmm. uh, tool or something like that but um so like that's not i just don't want anyone to think that soul citizens is dunking on those things yeah, not at all. they're always mm -hmm. there's always going to be a place for them uh, always for sure yeah. yeah okay very cool all right all right let's talk about the cargo grids a little bit i'm going to kind of connect this one with the next one guys so you know where i'm going with this uh the cargo grids containers are placed uh in a locking grid of sorts which marks out floor to ceiling where cargo can be stored on board a ship. And as I mentioned before, as you guys know, if you were carrying a, a 1 8 uh, SCU box previously in your hand, you, you could do like click on place and you could sit it down wherever you wanted to, almost with whatever orientation you wanted. It wasn't locked into place. Now we kind of have like a snap that happens when you put it in. You get a little ghost image of where it would go, you release, and your box goes there nice and neat and to the point. Um, we talked about it a little bit with the reclaimer that we saw it. We know it's in the game. What I want to talk about is this though, because this is a different thing that I didn't know about and I didn't see. Maybe y'all saw CIG print something about it. I didn't. Okay. It was this. The whole scene. Now, I didn't know that you can walk up to somebody's whole sea and snatch them boxes off that grid now. <laughs> yes, sir. Did not know that. It ain't happened to me, but when I found that out, I was like, oh, that's cool, okay? <laughs> so this thing with the grid, let's talk about how this has expanded now, not just the fact of, you know, taking your tractor beam and putting something down, but mm -hmm. now there is this dynamic of removing something. Now, tier zero, let's go with that first off, we're tier zero. Mm -hmm. And the question I'm wondering is, will CIG leave it that way? Let me use an example of what I mean. On this particular ship, those are one SCU boxes, okay? Mm -hmm. CIG has shown us a new tractor beam that's more like a rifle, much bigger, that can mm -hmm. be used. And my assumption is, is that the multi-tool that we have in our hand, if it's a bigger box, a four SCU, eight SCU, 16 SCU, Obviously, a multi-tool is not going to do that. So my question is, will we start seeing that those multi-tools, as they go up, up to the point of where there's even like a tractor beam on a ship, like on the Taurus or on the Caterpillar, will it have to be a tool that accommodates that type of size of box? Does that make sense? Um, yeah. Because we know these boxes had to be detachable now because when, when there's soft death, and we'll talk about soft death later, they detach from this sooner. But the fact that players now could Come up to your ship while you're sitting inside doing something and start yanking these boxes off. What do you guys think about that in relation to piracy, whatever you want to call it? And let me go with the DM first on this one. I think there need to be there needs to be at least one another layer to be able to achieve that because that to me it's a little too simple. Okay. I think the ship should be disabled first or something to that effect before you can just, you know, roll up on someone's hull and just start plucking. Let boxes. me ask you a question. <laughs> this this came up with salvaging, right? And the mm -hmm. it was salvaging was like if your shields are up, you cannot be right, salvaged. Right, right. So exactly. can there maybe be Good something point. like that that says in place that if you keep your shields yes. up, 
You know what I, I mean? You can't snatch it yeah. off, but if they low, you know, if they bang on you enough to get your shields down, then maybe right. it could, maybe something like that is what you mean, like a, some type of That's buffer. That's what I mean. Some, yeah, exactly. Some additional layer there that makes it requires a bit more work for a pirate to achieve that because that's super right. simple right now super simple because it could be like that moby glass thing you know where like you release access to a certain person and now they have the ability to get like cargo grid a through b or something like that mm. um mm. you know maybe maybe it's a moby glass app that you know kind of like you know everybody wants to have a moby glass app that allows you to like unlock and lock your ship or open the doors or something like that remotely yeah. um Maybe it's tied to something like that. I like that, Abdi, because one of you guys mentioned, uh, I think it was DM, one of you guys mentioned about once our uh, MFDs are actually be able to use. Mm -hmm. I mean, imagine, okay, some ships actually have like an area for, like in Starfarer, you've got a yes. panel up on that second level to, ha yes, to handle your inventory, right? It would mm -hmm. be so cool to be able to take my mouse and where I see those boxes at, those grids, be able mm -hmm. to click on them. And when I click on them, they release. They could yes. actually be picked up and taken out of my ship at that point. That you know what I mean? Nice. And that way, I, right, like instead that, of me yeah. just unlocking mm -hmm. everything, I can just click on the ones that need to be. If you tell me you're going to buy eight of them, I click on eight of them, you can pick them up and take yeah. them out. I would love yeah. to see something like that That'd happen nice. in the game. <laughs> Cal Roddy, what do you think about this whole thing with the releasing of these boxes and the cargo grid and the hull? Yeah, I think things like these are also going to be tied to the resource management system. Uh, mm. Because, for example, we see relays, we see how you know the power plants and yeah. all those things are going to be tied to how they interact with the power so being able to actually for example as a pirate say pirate because that's definitely what i'm going to doing in 3.18 live um <laughs> if you were to disable it right imagine like with resource management you can actually disable that and we could actually track to um as you know uh, that cargo off of someone's grid but without um that and resource management or whatever component um being enabled still you can't necessarily do that as easily mm -hmm. um even if the shield is down um so i can definitely see something like that occurring for example and you know that may not necessarily um need to you know um for example and that's something that we're, we're going to move on to um very soon in, in the discussion you may not need to put someone in a state of soft death to be able to take the cargo away you yeah. can possibly mm -hmm. disable that component if resource management has that component tied to it yeah. And as a result, you can disable the cargo grid. That way, you don't have to go to the trouble of disabling or putting that ship into soft death and take that cargo yeah. away. So, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I'm trying to deal with this physics and the math, the, the science of this too, because, you know, if those grids, if those boxes are being held up magnetically, I'm assuming magnetically, then yeah. we have to figure out a way to disable what's keeping it on. I, if the ship is running with its power, should a person be able to go up there with a, with a multi-tool and pull the box off? You know, maybe there has to be, like you were mentioning, Cal Roddy, maybe there has to be something of disabling a relay. Maybe it is external. Maybe it's an external relay, right? Some form of hacking that you go outside the ship and there's a panel out there. Mm -hmm. And if you get in there and hack that panel, you cut the power off for that that particular grid. Not the whole thing, but like how you see how the yes. whole layer is, maybe that top, yep. those top two rows, maybe that gets loose and those are now free to be removed. I would love that you have to work for it. You know what I mean? Yep, it, can, it can happen, but you have to work for it. I also want them to put Layer a freaking too. I mean, like, I want them like to put a low jack in too. By the way, Abdi, Abdi, having to put a low jack in too, so that when you're in the shop, your your buzzer mm -hmm. rings and tells you somebody's out there messing with your ship. Yep. I'm just kidding. Go ahead, go ahead, Abdi. Right. What are you gonna say? Well, I just mean like uh, I I can't remember where I heard this if it was an SCL or something like that, but someone. Oh, you know what? It was probably a space tomato. Uh, uh, don't be quoting Space like Tomato that. on this show. No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> all right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, Space Tomato's like, no, my boy. Go ahead. I'm just teasing. Know, Go ahead. I know, I know. <laughs> um, but like they were talking about assigning org rules. 
So let's say, uh, like, when you are in your org, you know, whether it be in-game or Spectrum or something, you can say, when this person's on my ship, mm -hmm. they are the cargo master or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so that they have exclusive control of saying, this is when this is unlocked or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, like, let's say, I don't know, like, there's some kind of mission and it's a derelict ship. You have to go find the cargo master's dead body or whatever. Get his little codec or something, load it into your Moby glass, and then all of a sudden you have um, access to what everything the the cargo master had access to. Or if, if it's missiles, like you know, go find the person who was assigned that in their org or something. Mm. Um, I just feel like there could be so many like mission and org and like ways of tying all this kind of stuff together. So I'm I'm excited to see the future of it. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, for right now, y'all, feel free to go out there and snatch somebody's boxes off their hall. Hey, that's what we'll tell you to do. <laughs> Definitely, we'll do that. Yeah, feel free to do that. Okay. I'm not going to I'm not gonna want to see Karate in 318. I'm going to be like, <laughs> he's online? All right, I'm going to go play something else. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be scanning through the, uh, the the list of players now. There you go. Which is alphabetical, according to Dig That. <laughs> right, so. right. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about soft death a little bit. This was a new feature that's been implemented that people caught folks off guard a little bit. Nobody was expecting this to come up as a part of the cargo refactor. Um, but as you guys know, CIG has expanded cargo boxes beyond the one eighth inch SCU, one eighth, one eighth inch, one eighth SCU box to the full SCU boxes. And they gave us the whole thing about the math uh, in this video saying, yeah, when we blew that ship up, there were 5,000 boxes out there. <laughs> so we had to go from one eighth <laughs> to one SCU to make us that there's only like 1,000 or whatever the number is, okay? Um, let's talk about this a little bit. Uh, Cal Roddy, I'll start with you this time on this one. Uh, how do you feel about soft death? You know, uh, it's got some bugs in it. It's got some things that still need to be worked out, physics in relation to the ships uh, when they crash and things of that nature. Uh, but you know what? Before we do that, let's before you talk, because I want to give you something to work with. Let's talk about what soft death is, because some people may not know all the features. They may have just seen videos, but don't know all the features that are there, okay? Uh, with soft death, vehicles can now enter soft death state before a regular death state. Soft death trigger favors precise damage over blasting major damage. In a soft death, the vehicle is left intact and the crew and pilot are left alive. Seats can be exited, but not re-entered. Cargo is fully left intact. Additional damage to the vehicle will cause a critical death that will kill the crew and break apart, break the ship apart. Mission completions related to kills will trigger on soft death. Doors also unlock on soft death. Additional damage after a soft death will trigger a critical death that will kill the crew and destroy a portion of the cargo. And for now, soft death will kill the crew in an AI vehicle. Okay, so let's let's talk about that a little bit. Go ahead, Cal Roddy. Give us some ideas. What your feelings about soft death? Yeah, it was it was very surprising um, that they that they brought it online, but it was not upsetting at all. But rather the complete opposite. Um, I think at first uh, there was some a, a few tweaks that they had to make because for for some smaller ships, especially even if you were to fire uh, using small size weapons. Uh, it would have a really small gap between soft death and permanent and actual death, you know. Um, but I I definitely think it's a really nice stopgap until we get the ability to, um, you know, realistically, realistically disable a ship and we have physicalized components in those things. Mm. Um, and 
it creates another um, opportunity for players to have a lot more experiences, uh, either on the pirate side, either on the trader or not so pirate side, um, uh, when actually experiencing this whole patch and a lot more activity in the game. Uh, so I definitely welcome it. And that's something that I've been and will be using a lot more in live. Um, and yeah, even for example, uh, even for example, if I'm a cargo hauler or a trader or, or so, um, I'm someone who likes to put myself in danger. Um, so being able to like, you know, uh, put myself at an, at, at a risk of experiencing soft death, if I don't comply with a pirate or a criminal or so, um, just to experience that feeling of, okay, I still have a chance to live or still have a chance to defend myself in an FPS way and not only have the space-based or space-flight experience, um, I think it's a really great change. I remember um, I was seeing a video, a good bit of people, but um, the last one I saw was um, was Avenger 1 when he was doing the um, the cops versus criminals thing and he had the, um, this, this really old theme song. Um, but um, it was where, you know, he was stopping people, stopping criminals, and, you know, he actually um, entered their ships after. Mm -hmm. So it was really nice to bring and combine that dynamic between the spaceflight experience and the FPS experience. And that's what I think Soft Death is definitely um, promoting. Mm -hmm. Abdi, anything on Soft Death? Um, if you wanted to role play the beginning of A New Hope, um, <laughs> I think you can do that now. Mm -hmm. I'm just, you're going to have all those people lined up at the doors as they open, and then, you know, Darth Vader's going to board your ship, and you're going to have to take them out. <laughs> um, I think it's super cool. I, I I know I say that word way too much, and I'm, I'm like, self-conscious about it now. But, like, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good first step. Um, I, I'm really glad that they brought it in now, because I think the community needs to start getting used to this stuff. Yes. Um, we've yes. been... Um, We've been coddled, I guess, for a little bit, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, we we backspace and you know we we blow up our ships anytime like a, a pirate comes around or or something like that. Not we, I don't, but um, I'm just saying, like uh, you know, I think uh, I think we are getting one step closer to to having Chris's idea of of. Um, there being consequence to dying or a consequence to completely destroying a ship or um actually you know things that would make you not want to completely blow a blow up a ship which was never the case before so um i'm i'm ex extremely excited to see that this is the first step that we're getting it now um and and where we go from here yeah okay dm yeah, I love it actually. Pretty much right in line with what everyone else is saying. Uh, one thing Karate mentioned that I really can't wait for. First of all, this is the stopgap. This is not even really the final iteration of it. Once we get the uh, resource management in, it's going to take a huge leap even further because now you introduce us lawful players, Karate, uh, being able to I just play. <laughs> being able to repair that ship, right? Let's say it gets mm. damaged, but let's say, you know, um, pirates just wanted your car, you know, your cargo. So they got their, got your cargo and they left, but you obviously probably still want your ship. Mm -hmm. At that point, yep. probably don't want to pay the premium for, you know, claiming it. So introducing a way to get it back up and running after it has hit that soft death uh, state, that to me, that's fun. I, I'm looking forward to that. Like I, one of my ships uh, suffered soft death and it was against an AI and it was mm. a bug, by the way, I'm not that terrible at the game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but 
I was at, I think I was at the, uh, the new rec site and just thinking about the next steps of what I'll be able to do once the game starts to get to that point was really exciting. Like at that point, of course, soft death, there's nothing else you could do for it, but just imagine being in a, being able to repair it. Right. Um, and then, you know, limping back to a station. It, I, I just really look forward to that, but soft death really starts that conversation and that experience really to start opening your mind. Like, uh, Abdi was saying to what soon to come mm -hmm. and it's exciting. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. All right, gang, we're going to do a little bit of a leap here. Uh, we've talked about what's currently in the PTU in 3.18. Well, now we want to talk about, and this is going to be a little bit of the theory crafting side of things. We're going to start talking about where we see this going. You know, what direction do we think CISG is going to go with, particularly with things that they've, they've already kind of showed us. So first off, let's talk about mining, because I think, Calrati, you mentioned earlier about if we didn't have PES and this cargo refactor, uh, salvaging would be just like mining, right? Because right now there's no hard materials. There's no cargo per se when we do mining. Where do you see this going now? And this is in light of ships like the Odyssey coming in, uh, some other stuff, right? Are we going to finally get those saddlebags working? What do you think in relation to mining? I hope so. I, I really do hope so. And in fact, I remember uh, a, a few monthly reports uh, yeah, a few monthly reports ago, I think it was the October monthly report where they had some ideas with regards to the multi-crew experience with mining. I don't know if it has anything to do with, with the cargo refactor. They didn't, they didn't actually explicitly say anything. But, um, you know, with the Odyssey and a whole other ships with regards to mining, I think that they're definitely um, going to be able to visually see what they can do now as opposed to theory crafting, even on their end, because they have the tech so they can actually put it in, physicalize it, and actually see, okay, this is the physical possibility or visu visually see it of what can and can't be done. Um, so who knows, maybe they may strengthen the multi-crew experience. Um, maybe they may do a whole bunch of different things. Um, even, for example, um, we have the ability to utilize the materials after we mine and use it to craft other things. So who knows, that may also encourage the advancement of other ideas, like for example, we can use blueprints to create things using our mining vessels, using the Odyssey. Uh, so who knows? Um, the skies or even stars are, um, are the limit. And I'm very, very curious to see what they do um, next. Um, because even for the tractor beams, uh, tractor beams I'm, I'm just going to plug this really quickly in here, um, that who knows, they may encourage the introduction of the batteries because we haven't used the batteries for the, uh, the multi-tool mm -hmm. tractor beam at all. Uh, so we may see the the uses of that, and by extension, the um, advantages of using a larger multi-tool mm -hmm. um, to move one SU, four SU, et cetera, as opposed to relying on a smaller multi-tool um, to do all of that. So, yeah. We've gotten used to a lot of things, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the battery. Abdi, anything about, anything about mining uh, that you see with this cargo refactor, or, or just, you know... You thought you um, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I, I don't think we're super close to being able to get those saddlebags working, but uh, once we do, it's going to be the same thing. Uh, just like, like everyone's been saying, like, we're going to, we're going to be able to have more emergent gameplay where we, we release, you know, one of the saddlebags to someone else for them to refine the, the refinery person, you know, has the, has the little box that they made once it's refined and they can give that to a, you know, the, someone with, uh, you know, trading capabilities, someone with cargo. Um, and then uh, we're going to get more of that 
um, systemic gameplay that the the synergy between the ships and i think that that's a very exciting thing i love mining so i'm i'm excited for it i'm excited to see that fleshed out in a because it's it's one of our most fleshed out uh things right now so just seeing it um kind of expand even more would be cool yeah dm let me hit you with both mining and the next one which is cargo decks because to me those become hand in hand right i'm out mining i'm pulling all this material right now the most i can do is take it to the refinery uh, I, I have to refine everything. I can't separate it, right? I can't yeah. store some stuff, keep some stuff raw. Either I have to sell it raw or I have to sell it when it's been cooked, right? right. So cargo decks got implemented a little while back, but they just, mm-hmm. they're just they just basically cool places to go in and listen to somebody talk over a loudspeaker. Right. Do you think that as part of the cargo refactor that this may be the next area that they open up so that now when I mine, I can actually store some of my stuff in some of these containers. And then when it's oh, time yeah. for me to sell it somewhere, when trading and economy kicks in, is that where mm-hmm. we're going now with that, with mining and resources? I think so. And I think, um, it, like, again, I love to like brainstorm and, and think about stuff like that, but like where it's going, like you have the cargo decks, you have the hangers that are coming and then you have yes. homesteads that's coming. Mm-hmm. So you start to imagine, like eventually we're going to get to the point where I think someone else has mentioned, I think you might've said something about this too, but the synergy and you start to really start to connect different like gameplay loops as well but Mm. one thing that i really love to think about is the org gameplay where yes you're just going out getting resources don't even have a go yet for those resources but you're just going to stockpile right so Mm. you have these big mining operations running where you got the odyssey but it's not the odyssey what's the refinery ship orion or the refinery right well the orion but there's another one too that does the the smaller one that i have and i can't remember expand yeah Yeah, the expanse that's it that's it so you got that one out there you got the prospector whatever or the moles you know out there just working together collecting all these resources and then eventually you know as an organization as more things come online now you're building you know homesteads or all these other different things you want to do um it's just so exciting but yes to your to your question i I really think they're going to start to flesh out the cargo decks where you start to be able to store your own personal stuff so it does become more than just hey i'm going to go out there and mine some stuff and then just to sell it but no maybe i want to hold it maybe the value will go up in another month or so you know and then i can go sell it at that point or i can just simply use it to build a abc or you know what have you so i think there's a lot of opportunity uh, uh there and I think, I think that's what they will do personally. Okay. Okay. Um, logistics on this, uh, Cal Roddy, when it comes to this whole thing with delivering stuff and cargo, I mean, <clears throat> as we get systems, right. Um, if I've been mining in, let's say I'm mining in the belt and Stanton, right. The Aaron's halo, I've been mining there. Um, what's going to be the logistics of that? you know, as far as where I'm storing all this stuff at, right? I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's going to be stuff that's going to be in demand in Stanton, but they're going to be some stuff that's in demand in Knicks, right? Uh, how does this come out into gameplay for players now when it comes to moving this stuff around? Because, you know, it, to, to Digital DM's point, if you've been mining or Abdi and you're building all this stuff up over time, you got to move that stuff, right? It, it becomes, it can become a logistical nightmare if you've got tons and tons, thousands of tons of material. So any thoughts about that with the cargo decks, how they may be, I mean, what could they do? I mean, are we just gonna be able to use them for free? You're gonna charge us a fee to use them? Um, who unloads them? Us, NPCs, players, what, what are your thoughts about the cargo decks? 
I hope for the larger for the larger ships, it's definitely NPCs because I ain't moving 32 SCU <laughs> by myself, especially if they're smaller in size in, in, in SCU. I ain't doing that all the time. And I'm not especially... going to help you if you're going to be pirating. <laughs> <the pirate. laughs> hey, hey, hey! We could just you know fly together, and then I could just say, okay, I forgot to get so, to go. Know, to go get that and then all of a sudden the pirate just shows up i'm like oh wow you got into this yeah. i did not know that this is gonna happen the shitty alpha you see with the guy right but anyway but yeah um i think that you know um especially with the with regards to the, to the logistics it's definitely going to be a nightmare if you're dealing with a whole bunch of goods especially if you think okay you move all of your goods from point a to point b and then you realize okay um, it should have been a better idea to keep it at point A because mm-hmm. to carry it to, th- to this other system, it's a lot farther from, you know, if you were to keep it at point B now. So it's definitely going to introduce possibly um, greater cooperation, especially in organizations, uh, because there may be somebody who may actually enjoy keeping, in, um, you know, just being in charge of these logistics. It'll be very difficult for somebody to do all these things at the same time. Um, because yes, it will be, you know, possible to, um, keep these things um, in a persistent hangar or so, and maybe the locations will keep it for free. Who knows? I guess we'll see what CIG does with regards to that. Yeah. Um, I don't. Um, I don't think it's. It may be all that expensive, but once again, it will depend on things like location. Well, I'm not trying to be funny. How, when you use the yeah. when you do the money changer right now, they take a cut off that sucker. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. When you transfer money, <laughs> they, 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 yeah, they takes a fee back. off that bad fella. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised yeah. if they charge you for putting that stuff up in there. I'm, I, I can tell you, it ain't going to be for free. I guarantee yeah, yeah. I you. I see what you mean with that. Especially since they actually charge the MP, um, you know, the, ch- the NPCs charge you to put, you know, to just put the cargo from <laughs> the actual right. grid itself onto the ship. So they're yep. going to be free for anything, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, so, like, yeah. Griffin, even USPS even asked for money, man. That's like, right. none of this stuff is free. <laughs> it's the UPS store. It's not even USPS. This is one level above that. I know. That's, that's so true. That's oh, so true. man. It's going to be something. It's going to be something. Let me, let me mm-hmm. bounce back a little bit here to Tractor Beans. I don't know if you guys have connected the dots. Does anybody remember what the next ship was the CIG was working on that was in gray box, white box? SRV? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. To DM's point earlier about reclaiming and salvaging your ships, why would the SRV be something that they're working on now? So that's it's a question. Do you guys think that that's going to be, since we've got soft death, that now we'll be able to pick up your beat up Connie yeah. that's on a moon surface? <laughs> and tracker that sucker up and bring it to a station. And if you get it on the deck or the platform temporarily until the crucible's in or something like that, maybe you can get it repaired. You guys think there's a possibility? Definitely. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like if, if they wanted to encourage that, and I'm not saying that this is something that I want to have right away, because, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, we've been coddled for a long time, but I'm saying they could extend the timer on claiming a ship and then it gives you a whole lot of reason oh, yeah. to like hire out an SRV, That's bring true. your ship someplace, get it fixed up on Griffin's reclaimer, you know, chop shop or whatever, mm-hmm. and then get back out there in the verse till you can get somewhere and get it fixed up right. So yeah. um, I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it's a good thing. I think we got to get ready for it, but it's the, the tractor beam is going to be so useful for so many things not just you know like uh broken ships but um like you said organizing uh you know freight stuff or or uh you know bringing even uh 
like rocks like minerals that you want to mine mm-hmm. um you know if you want to bring those around and, and get them into a place where a bunch of people can group mine them or something like that mm-hmm. uh the srv is going to be huge yeah and then not just the srv but like what the con one of the connies has a tractor beam on it too right yeah oh, the, the, tor- the taurus oh, yeah. does yeah yep and uh, so then that and then uh there's probably going to be that the tractor beam on the vulture too to bring stuff into well, the middle of that right you've got you, this is what you've got right now with tractor beams we know of the caterpillar has a tractor beam right. for moving cargo. all right the taurus has a tractor beam for moving cargo the srv has a tractor beam for moving cargo the uh, raft this. the raft has a track now i think oh, the raft, black has no, maybe the raft doesn't cuddy blacks right the cuddies have a tractor beam on them the um 300 uh no no, no well yeah. Yeah, 315 has one 315 has a tractor beam on it but there's something else oh i know what i was going to say the doggone odyssey has a tractor beam on mm. it to move yeah. the cargoes. So reason why I'm saying is you look at what ships they've been talking about and, and, and bringing and this technology of how do we start moving car because the cargoes and stuff is, is essential to the economy. So we've got to be able to, if they're going to start physicalizing this stuff, you know, obviously then we've got to start getting that rifle size tractor beam. We've got to get the tractor beam on the Taurus going um, and the SRV for reclaiming salvage, right? Uh, because I, I, I think CIG, I don't know if it was CIG who said this or whether somebody was theory crafting this, but it was about like, when your ship gets damaged, Abdi, that you were talking about, mm-hmm. will you as the owner have an option of abandonment or reclaiming? Right. And reclaiming just says, hey, I need a little bit of time. I'm getting with my boys or my girls or whoever, and I want to go out there and get the hull of my ship versus right. the situation that says, I'm going to declare it as abandoned for insurance purposes. And it means it's also completely salvageable because I've always wrestled with this idea of how do you, if your ship gets damaged, uh if you've lost power there's no shields on it you know the clock is ticking for your ship you know somebody not going out there and stripping your ship down i'm curious how that's going to go but we can talk about that on another salvage show um let's go to the argo raft um that ship was sold 32 scu cargo boxes i think three of them um what do you guys think uh any gameplay with that do you think they'll just make it where npcs are doing stuff or do you think they'll give it to her where the players are helping deliver deliver goods for folks. Doesn't that have a uh, uh, tractor beam as well? I don't think so. I think it's just the crane. It's right? just the crane. It's just the crane. Yeah, it just has What's a the crane. little operator seat? Is that the it's crane? It's the crane. Seat? Yeah, for okay. where the okay. boxes, the three boxes underneath it. I'm really curious to see how you guys see this as far as delivering, though, delivery. Because is yeah. this going to be the ship that goes from orbital down to a base? You know what I mean? For, for the, the for the sake of for fuel. The whole seas, yeah. yeah, for the sake of fuel and everything else. Is that going to be the means yeah. that we're going to be doing that? Yeah, you're going to, I think, I mean, like, you're going to see the rise of the cargo master. Mm. Um, you know, like the, the, the ship master, the inventory person who is going to be, you know, their role is just making sure people have what they need and, and, and have it in the right amount and get it in the right spot. So I, I think you're going to see a lot of people who are going to be at Lorville or someplace like that. Just all they're going to be doing is going between Lorville and Everest Harbor or something mm. like that. Um, mm. that's going to be, that's going to be what their ships do. And I think 
I mean, you look at people like Jack Axton. I'm sorry, I'm like, I'm name dropping people just because they're really fun to watch okay. on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you're going to see people who like just love doing like cargo, just yeah. cargo. Yeah. And like to you, that might be like boring as hell. But like to, to someone like, like that, yeah. that's going to be their bread and butter for the game. So yeah. um, I'm excited to see what kind of emergent gameplay comes out of that. Because it's not just going to be going up and back between Loreville and, and Everest Harbor. There's going to be pirates. There's going to be there's going to be other places where it's more lucrative to do that because of quanta um so we'll we'll see yeah especially uh, and i wanted to you know give a compliment to to the potential of these smaller ships like the, like the argo raft and ships similar in size or even smaller because of the birth of physicalized cargo and having to cargo from one point to another you may see the i don't know how effective these smaller cargo ships may be um especially within a single system maybe it may be more worth it to go with a smaller ship, let's say nine tails, right? And eventually where we have to possibly move cargo or use NPCs to move it from one point to another into your ship. It may be faster to actually, okay, take a small amount of cargo, go from microtech to yeah. um, the destination, then go back so that you can ensure that you at least sell something as opposed mm -hmm. to relying on an NPC and you don't have enough players to help you out to move a whole bunch of cargo in one go, right, manually and go to that destination. So at least, you know, you'll ensure that, okay, these smaller ships like the Argo Raft and et cetera, et cetera, will ensure that, okay, you can at least sell something in a physicalized sense. That's, that's such a good point. Cause like, you're gonna get people that like, let's say like the planet density is like, it's too hard to get out of Atmo mm -hmm. or something yeah. like that. You, you could use the SRV or you could just have a smaller ship that's able to get off the ground or something like that. Yeah. And those smaller ships are gonna be advantageous for that and making faster runs. That's such a good point. Shady yeah. Faye said that the Argo Raft does have both the crane and tractor beam on it. So oh, it does. That's, 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 that's what I heard about that. I just couldn't confirm it. I couldn't either. I couldn't yeah. remember. Um, you know, I you know, I see like you said, this raft is being definitely the shuttle from orbital down to planets mm -hmm. very easily. Um, I, I am you know thirty two was it thirty two three thirty two is it sixteen thirty two SU boxes right on that one yeah. So Each one is 32, I right, think. That's a, a pretty decent amount of material. 96 total. <clears throat> 96, yeah. yes. I remember I'm, that I'm, being in the stat line. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how that's going to play out in the game for delivery. I definitely could see it being useful when you get uh, NPC missions where something just needs to be delivered. Uh, Abdi, to your point, you know, there are going to be certain situations where weather may dictate the type of ship that you can do delivery in, you know, or speed and efficiency right? Uh, being able to get somewhere quickly and fast. Uh, you know, is it worth taking the C2 down? Really? You know, is it really worth the possibility of losing the C2 versus losing your raft? You know, it'll be all types of logistical things that, that players are going to have to work through. Uh, but all these pieces that we're seeing, mining, the cargo decks, tractor beams, Argo raft, and I'm sure there's some other stuff that we could talk about too. We can kind of see these the going mule. into tier one and tier two. The mule for delivery. I used one today. I used one today. We didn't think about that Bro, for delivery. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that little guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. Somebody, I think it was GoMob. GoMob said that he wished they had designed the mule so that it was also designed like a flatbed where you could put yep. stuff on the back yeah. of it, which was yeah. which actually was a very cool idea. Now, we know they're not done with vehicles yet, and mm -hmm. the mule is small. It's, you know, but I do hope that we see some type of expansion because... If, you know, once they start bringing in things like dynamic weather and other factors that may determine that flying into a location is just too dangerous, it's not something, you know, but we can put it on a vehicle and get it out of here. 
Um, I'm really curious to see where they're going to go with that with delivery of missions uh, over time. Because I know they talked about roadways. There's a lot of stuff they talked about and why we'll have those things in the game. You know, another thing that I was thinking about, because Todd Peppy, I think, mentioned something this past SEL, but like, I think I mentioned a little bit earlier too, but the frozen cargo or different types of yeah. cargo, yeah. where now you have to ask yourself, because I think like every cargo ship would be able to transport that, but mm -hmm. you're on a timer. Yeah. But that timer can differ depending on the type of ship you're in. Now, I don't remember off the top of my head, so you guys have to help me out here, but I think the 400i has like temperature controlled spaces. I don't know if it's a cargo grid though. But it's not, it's no, not it's a not. cargo grid, but it's, it's not a cargo grid. It's just grid. for the components. It's for the components. But, but, but if but you're, if you're, you think they're going like to do hard... something like that? Yeah. 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 Or you, or you vent your, uh, you vent your cargo hold. So that like it's it's right. subject mm, to the mm. the coldest space or something like That's that. Right. You get all um, fancy just so you get a little bit more time or something because you're like, oh my god, I just ran into a Calrati, and now that <laughs> that delayed me a little. He's really got <laughs> it out for you, Calrati. He has really got it out for you this week, man. He's being careful. I don't give him wrong. Yeah, I'm you, he's got it out for you. No, it's a good good point though. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that could happen, like those cooling air. What, I mean, maybe it is a box of something that's volatile. You got to keep it in a cool area. Improvise, right? You could put it in that little area where the components are. Maybe can store a lot of stuff there, but you could put something there. It'd be kind of cool. <laughs> mm -hmm. something like that. You know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, listen, gang, we have hit everything. These guys are just so smart. They covered all the subjects today uh, and answered all my questions very well. And you guys in chat also did a wonderful job too. So uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff here about what's coming up with delivering the goods. If you guys have not been in PTU yet, uh, hopefully I'm thinking well, I could be wrong. I'm hoping next week it'll go to everybody PTU. I'm hoping. I'm guessing any more. Very stable. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not I know. guessing any more either. Yep. I know. I know. I know. I'm, okay. Well, I'm, I'm saying I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Right. I'm hoping. Let me say this about. Let me say this about it for those of you who haven't played PTU. Uh, you can definitely see a performance difference in the game. Yeah. Tremendous performance in the game. Uh, everybody, most people are saying the game is running so smooth. A lot of the bugs that I've been running into and other people run into have been more client-based than 30K-based. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. But there's a lot of good stuff in there. So don't let the 318 patch fool you. There's a lot of stuff. And I have not seen, I've only seen one river since I've been in this sucker. And I know there's <laughs> tons of them. I finally got yeah. to go to the racetrack at Orison the other day for the first time. You know, I got to do salvaging in a vulture once. I got into a reclaimer twice. But there's so much in this patch. So we would tell you guys, look forward to it. And enjoy it when it does go to PTU live. Some people will, I mean, PTU, some people will say they wait for live, and that's cool too. But I will tell you, we're having a lot of fun in PTU with it right now. Oh, yeah. So I was going to say, oh, definitely. Definitely with that. Okay. Let's talk about what's got coming up. Uh, Abdi, would you mind talking about Thursday? Calrati, would you talk about Saturday? And I'll talk about Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so Thursdays uh, is our Soul Talk show on Thursdays at 9 p.m. ET. Um, that show is hosted by uh, by Fastcart, um, another one of our Soul citizens who is not on the show right now, but he is. Yeah, he he hosts that every Thursday. But uh, just because he's a th the host doesn't mean that it's it's just about him. It, uh, the the Thursday show is about. Uh, he thinks our it's just about him. Large. He thinks it's about him. Don't worry. That's what and he his thinks. Buns. <laughs> Stand up, stand up at the at the Apollo. <laughs> no, but 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 he, uh, yeah, he leads a show uh, where basically we all get to have a voice. 
Um, so uh, if you are interested in getting on the show um, and want to talk, join the Discord that we have. Um, I think our Discord is is somewhere on our on our Twitch page. Um, so you can join that uh, and then uh, join the voice chat and you can get on the show. Basically, we we talk through the events of the week um and uh everything that has to do with with star citizen that that's been going down oftentimes the news that like you know wednesday we get the um like a lot of a lot of big star citizen info so um, we go through all of that and then we also watch things like machinima really good stuff so um if you want to talk about that as a group um with other like-minded cool people like fast cart who are, is just so funny and i'm still waiting for him to send me that check um <laughs> <laughs> uh feel free to join us at that time yeah, righty, on you. All right, Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern time. We cover, well, it's still voices time. So we cover uh, so many different things. So we talk about community community concerns. We delve into Spectrum. We delve into Subred. We delve into even Star Citizen refunds sometimes. And we just look at, you know, everybody, if they have any questions, any concerns about the development, about the project, about many different things. And we basically talk about them. And everyone is is you know free to actually join in and offer their opinions and and, and, and all those things. So that's Saturday, three p.m. Eastern. Still voices, come and check it out. Voice your own concerns too, if you want to. And yeah, just come and be part of the family. Okay, awesome sauce, awesome. Okay, and last but not least, let's talk about our show next Sunday. Any of y'all recognize what that is? If y'all old school, y'all know what that is. I remember that. That's that's the stuff that gets stuck in your teeth real bad. <laughs> Now later, what is that? It is so it's good candy. that you it's so good that you put it that way. The things that get stuck in your teeth. That's right. Our show next week is called Well, you know what? If you grew up in the hood, all right, it was not called now and later. Oh, you bleed those words bleed. You together. bleed them words together. Say it, DM. How do you say it? How you say it? Now and later. Now and later. Now and later. All right. That's how you say it. Now and later. Like, now and later. So Calrati, see Calrati ain't from up here in the US with the hood. All right. So <laughs> it is a it is a hard candy that you suck on. It has these flavors. And as you're when you're a kid, you just love eating these things to death. All right. Uh, but we're gonna be doing a show next week called Now and Later. What's the show about? It's about something that we always hear people say. People will see something in the game and say, Star Citizen should have did blah, 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 blah. And we have to tell them, well, that's the way it is now, but later it will be such and such, such and such, okay? So that's what the conversation is gonna be about next week. What are all those things in the game right now? Because sometimes people think, oh, CIG is just doing this and we're just finding out, no, it's just tier zero or it's just tier one that they have told us when they're done, it's going to be blah, 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 okay? So that's gonna be the show for next week is now and later. Okay, before we go, you know what we didn't do and we should have done? And I kept thinking about it and I forgot about it. Let's do a giveaway. We did the cargo hey, show today. Nice. Cargo show today, right? So let's do a delivery. I mean, yeah, something delivery. Uh, um, let's see, let's do it as, um, since we're talking about delivery and stuff and whatnot, let's do it for the Argo raft. We got one with LTI. Ooh, no. Nice. LTI Argo Raft. If you guys want to get in on this giveaway for you wonderful people who are here with us on this subject, put an exclamation point raft, exclamation point raft, and that will get you into the giveaway. And uh, 
We'll give that away. We'll do that in just a couple of seconds here. We want to give special thanks to our guest, Digital Master 137. Hope you had a good time. Hope you come oh, back. I really hope myself, you, hope you enjoyed. Hey, you put that link in the chat, man. I need, yes. to, I need to get on that. Put your that link back yeah, in. Yeah. You all make sure you go see him. He's on YouTube. He's going to yeah, start. He's, he's considering firing up Twitch a little bit more. Y'all make, sure, yeah. make sure y'all check the brother out. He gives, he's a real <laughs> uplifting brother. He's, he's really got positive energy on his videos. So check him out when you guys Thank get you, time. Don't forget to check out Abdi. Abdi says he's going to start streaming again. We're going to have to wait and see. <laughs> That's what he says he's going to do. My goal, my goal was to work on my resume because I need to get a new job. Oh, so once well, I, got I understand that, done, that. Okay, I understand yeah, I know, that. Right? Once, I, once I got that figured out, now it's uh, now it's going to go back to streaming time and illustration too. If illustration you're interested too. in. So yeah, Okay. at the same time. All right. Shoot, I need to be yeah. hiring you to do all our graphics. I'm getting tired of doing all this stuff. Shoot. You're driving me crazy, man. I'm gonna come this month. I have to be coming up with all this stuff every <laughs> month. Driving me eight, boy. Good night. Good night ideas. Hey, I'm a senior graphic designer now. So well, I'm let me tell you something. Oh, I see you can't you can't see it. See, this is the thing that, you know, I'm an OCD person. If you look at that thing for now and later, if you notice, can you read what it says on it? You probably can't. Y'all keep on putting in exclamation point raft if you're interested in uh, a Argo raft with LTI. Let me see if I can oh, find you it. You put Star Citizen on that. I didn't. Hey, yeah, I see what I'm talking about. You, see what I'm talking. That, see what I'm talking about. <laughs> People, you and just I, take and that off of Google Images. There's, there's, there's no appreciation for my hard labor, okay? <laughs> no, I love it, man. I no, love it. Okay. Actually, look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Okay, you got to look at it real good, okay? Look at yeah. that. Not, do, not done good. yet. Oh my God. I okay. see it now. It was right okay. in between the lines. Look at that. Yeah. Right down here. The non lasting <laughs> alpha. alpha. Look at the non lasting alpha. <laughs> Development flavored. Okay. I mean, okay. you know. You got to change the Twitter the Twitter cover page. You got the Twitter cover image. You uh -huh. got to change it to that for now. Every week. <laughs> Is that what you I got to do? Work up there. Showcase Maybe put it up there. Okay. I didn't think it, about right? it. I didn't think about it. That's a good place to put it. You're right. We want to see you work. I'm putting all this labor in. And I, my labor of love, and I'm telling you, my OCD drives me crazy. I start, you know, start doing one little thing. It's like, no, I need to change that. No, I need. And next thing you know, it's like two hours working on this stupid graphic. Yeah. Right. Story <laughs> of my life, except for I don't have that much time because my boss gets mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gay. We're gonna go ahead and roll. We're gonna roll, roll, roll this thing and get somebody a Argo raft uh, with LTI. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Everybody's like in exclamation point on the count three. Wait a I gotta got make sure I have the right screen up so I can see who wins. Okay, on the count. Three, two, one, and it is. Oh, square two. Oh my goodness, square oh, two. Congrats. Square congrats, two, man. you are the winner of an Argo ref with LTI. Congratulations, my friend. Way to go, square two. Square two is one of our people who's here almost every week. Um, Love you guys. Thank you guys so much for being here and hanging out with us today. Once again, Special thanks to Digital Master 137. Thank you. Thank you again to Abdi, Johan, and Kalradi, my smart guys that are here tonight. All three of these guys are just intelligent brothers. And uh, we want to tell you guys, thank you for being here with us today. Um, Square Two, make sure you, well, we'll talk after the show. Well, I may not be here because I got to run. Do me a favor, Square Two, send your RSI email address to me and I will make sure that you get this item as soon as possible. We're going to set up for a raid. We're going to be raiding Toxic Nightbear. Uh, when you guys get over there with her, make sure that you uh, let her know that you came over from the Soul Citizens. If you like what you see, make sure you follow and like what she does. And uh, until next time, hopefully we'll see you guys uh, next week. See you on Soul Talk or Voices or for now and later next Sunday. 
Until then, as always, peace, love, and soul. See you guys real soon. Take care. Take care, all. Take care, people.